Three companies, disrupting what you know about marketing and branding. Welcome to M Squared. I'm Dan Ryan with Stenon Legal. I'm joined today with Anthony Rapatulo. What's up? DR Cesar, Mike Goldfield, text me. What's up? And his special guest, restaurateur and brand ambassador, Carmine Volteri. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. We conceived this collaboration to talk about brand building in a local marketplace. You do it better than most. It's incredible what you've built. Before we get into your story, we'd like to talk a little bit about what's going on in the world, what's happening, a little bit of everything in between, and dig in. And dig in. What do you got? I'm waiting for my cue. And now, for today's Raps Rant. You can't, you can't do it without my cue. <laughs> Raps Rant. Today's Raps Rant is simple, and this is not something I'm annoyed about. Typically, I say stuff I'm pissed about, but this is something I actually enjoy, and I want to get your take on Shark Week, all things Shark Week. So it's huge. It's promoted everywhere. Mountain Dew has its own flavor. Restaurants coming out with specials, beer brands, vodka, anything under the sun for this week always has something to do with Shark Week. We are all good at marketing. We're all good at branding. We all are confident that we're good at what we do. Just let's talk about what goes into Shark Week and how it is promoted and how it went from the guy drowning underwater, was it 20 years ago? I think it started 20 years ago. Drowning underwater, no one cared, to now it is one of the most marketable and profitable things that outlet does. They so. start advertising Shark Week like the week after Shark Week. The whole, like, you think that's like, it? You think that's it? That's the secret no, to success? But they, but they, that's oh, that's, no, but I'm saying like it literally is all year they talk about Shark Week. It's and, fear and fascination. Oh, yeah. Oh. And it's marketed incredibly well where it's a one-time-a-year thing that it's a build-up to. And so what's your take on Shark Week? And, my, and the point of bringing it up is to just say how one, one thing that's going on one channel that people probably, respectfully, don't ever watch unless it's Shark Week. <laughs> it, it's able to embrace so many other brands, so many different demographics. It embraces so many different things and so many different cultures. It's just like a phenomenal thing. So I just wanted to see what your thoughts are on how that can parlay into just what we're doing here in a local market. Like how the Barbie effect, right? That's that's another one. No, it's Barbenheimer. Everything, everything. <laughs> what I'm saying, the Barbie effect, Shark Week, all these things. All these things are being done and being done well. So it's the same reason we joined Lamont. It's the fear of missing out. It's the <laughs> it's FOMO, FOMO kicks in. FOMO? It's like, I'm going to miss the Barbenheimer. I need to be able to see Barbie and then go right to Oppenheimer in the same Barbie. singing. What is Oppenheimer about? Good, tell it's me. Nuclear, nuclear Rob- bombs, right? It's, it's about Robert J. Oppenheimer, who invented the uh, the first atomic bomb, the tree. Yeah, I didn't know that. I saw the movie last night, 9.30 at night. Awesome. I heard it was awesome. A very good movie. I'm seeing Barbie Sunday, so I'm seeing it backwards. But there, it's... A great movie, but people, they're literally ne- people sneaking He's going in. with his daughters, just for Wait, me. didn't your wife probably take your daughters? <laughs> no, she went, no, Nicole went by herself alone. to make sure my six-year-old could go. She said, now it's approved, and she was taking her Sunday. I was like, I want to go. Well, who doesn't want to go see Margot Robbie? So I'm going to go see the Barbie movie. It's that fear of missing out, right? The shark week. You have one week to watch it. And it's gone. And that it's all celebrities. What was really smart is I saw the BC the entire week leading up to Shark Week was just playing shark content. So when people would fall on it, amp it up. All of a sudden, people are going to BBC now, and they're capitalizing on what is happening. Even the Prime week. was doing it. Amazon Prime had something. That I was like, this is not right, but I watched it. Let's just okay. talk about. Well, he might have something going on for Shark Week. We are. Yeah. Oh, so, you know, listen, I think that anybody in my business that that <clears throat> knows anything about marketing takes advantage of things like Shark Week or Barbie or Oppenheimer. We're doing Barbie brunch, Barbie Barbie versus Brat we're doing now, Saturday night, which apparently, I guess there's a show, Brats or 
cartoon, I, I think. I don't know. Whatever you got. Uh, and we're doing Shark Week specials, Shark Week cocktails. I think that's actually one of our, like, and strong it sells points. and it works. It does So sell. you adapt. Yeah. But <clears throat> what's one of the cocktails? I'm curious. Oh, we have a cocktail with a leaf that looks basically an island. Okay. With, like, people on it. And they're getting eaten by, like, a plastic shark <laughs> in blue, in a blue cocktail. So who comes up with it? That one, one of my bartenders. You capitalize on everything. I let them, I like to let them have a little freedom and ideas, and I feel it's good to include them. They get excited. Watching you on social, it's every week I'm seeing different themes and bringing people in because I'm seeing the pictures, seeing the videos. I got the FOMO, two little girls. I can't get out of the house anymore, (laughs) but you see it. They can't have those drinks. You can't have those drinks. drinks. Uh, Not me. Make it without alcohol. (laughs) <laughs> and you're seeing, and you're always capitalizing. I've seen the bar. I saw the Barbie ads coming right through. Why not? That's what we're all doing. Even the it whole- makes it fun too. It make, I enjoy it. I like to see different things, and I also enjoy seeing like people's reaction and the excitement. It's like one of the one of the things that I actually enjoy yeah. about the business. People want it. just the Lots same. It's, it's, it's the same way of the TikTok, right? Why do things go viral? Because once someone does it, everyone wants to be a part of it. And jumping on that bandwagon. Yes, we're jumping on the bandwagon, but it's doing it for a reason. So why not? Pop culture trends. It's popular for a reason. It's because people want to be part of it. See it. However, the trends now were like that, right? When we we were like Barbie's big right now, Oppenheimer. In two weeks, weeks, he'll be gone. It's out of the movies. Yeah, I don't oh. know, man. Barbie, Barbie broke records. That's yeah, yeah, but it broke it records. But it's still way, not going to be forever. Yeah, you're not going to be doing Barbie brunches yeah. for the rest of the year. We're we have meetings and we're like, all right, what's what movies come out in September? What's coming out in October? Because Star Wars Ahsoka know. is it? That's the TV show, August twenty sixth, I think. Okay, no one does Star Wars night. Why not? Because those really we do Star people. Wars night. Oh, we having shop. fun at balls. Oh, now see, it's, it's very far see? though. I know. <laughs> Well, why don't we start that? Just list or say the name of the properties. Give me, give us all the properties that, that you're a part of. Okay, so District, Richmond Republic, Pizza Parlor, Fava, which just opened, Hop Shop, and Cypress. We just, Cypress opened in November. And also Wynwood, we're involved with. So, Major properties all over the island. We got one in Manhattan now, Wonderland, which is like a club. I um, forgot about that one. Where's that one? It's on 20th, between 5th and 6th. Talk about the first one. The first one and what got you in this business and what got you? The first property that I owned was actually was Play, which is now closed, but it's now obviously I trans I cha- transitioned it into district. But Play just came to me. I was in a different business. I was in the hospitality business, but I was in another business and it just, the opportunity came to us. We took it and I was there for, I think, 13 years. So long pretty, stand. Pretty long, yeah. And how do you go from I, one to nine? How me, do you do that? I'm crazy. How do you scale? I'm crazy. I just, I, I, didn't need it. I don't, I enjoy, again, I enjoy the business and watching a brand come to life and building a brand. I enjoy that. But if I didn't have a huge team and again, my brothers and my partners, we didn't have a strong team. We definitely couldn't handle all these different locations. It's not just me. Now we you know? talk a lot about consistency with branding and building that brand. It's my so biggest do you, thing. Do you treat each individual brand as its own operation and business and marketing plan? A lot of times it's easy to replicate and almost turn yourself into a chain. I think in some ways we keep the businesses separate, but in a marketing standpoint, we it's all done pretty much in one unit and we keep it pretty simple. I'm sorry, pretty consistent across the board. Obviously, we're not gonna mark we're not gonna promote the Richmond Republic the way that we would Pizza Paul. It's two different concepts, but if you look at it, they're all pretty close to each other. 
and the way they're branded and the way they're sold and the websites, everything, social media, we do it all in-house, one, one group of people. As a restaurant group? You're yes. doing it under that label? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So Movement management is the name. So talk about the, the yacht party that I missed. Where did it come from? How did it go? Was it a success? And where was it born from? It came, again, after COVID. I hate to say COVID, but it's just the reality. Life changed after COVID. We feel that the summers in Staten Island were always slow in the restaurant business, and it's just gotten worse. Yeah. So we're thinking of ways of how to get through the summer, how to keep our employees happy, and give something different to our customers because our restaurants are a little slow or the nightlife's slow. And one of those ways was the yacht party. I had done a yacht party years ago when I was like 20, 22, 23 years old. I had an idea of how to do it. And that was one of the things that we came up with this summer to try to make it interesting for our staff. We brought on guest bartenders and all the DJs that work for us, make it fun. But it went well. I think we did about maybe 300 people, 350 I'm people. I'm annoyed I missed it, but I saw all it was the, fun. the reels and stuff. It, it was fun. It looked like a huge it success. It was fun. Yeah, we went around Manhattan, Brooklyn, Statue of Liberty. So it was nice. It was nice. We missed the yacht party. The We're going to do another one. The last yacht party I was on was last year, the National Lighthouse Museum's Gala. Okay. I'm sure it wasn't the same. Definitely a little different. different maybe. A little different. We're going to do another one, though. We're going to do a Halloween one. I think I that's know. next. Oh, you're going to do a Halloween Halloween? Maybe party? early October costume party on the yacht. That'd we be get, fun. We all get VIP tickets. You, you guys are in. That's it. We're in. We'll be broadcasting live from the yacht. I want there that. There we go. I want it right here, live from the yacht. <laughs> we can do that. We'll do it. We'll set it up. We'll figure it out. So talk about outside of the Yacht Party and all of the different brands. Talk about how you bring talent to Staten Island, right? Because you're a destination, right? You're island-based, but you bring talent from other places, like you have Louis DeVito coming. You mm-hmm. had guest DJs. So talk about how you incorporate that into your overall marketing and getting people to come and enjoy it's, themselves. I'll say this. It's not easy to bring talent to Staten Island. It's just right. not. For a lot of reasons. One of them, obviously, financially, it's not easy because a lot of these guys get a lot of right. get big money. And let's be honest, how much money is somebody going to really pay to go out on Staten Island? Right. There's that certain number, I think, that people have in their minds. They know what they want to spend. And that's what they're yeah. going to spend, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to be careful when we book any kind of talent to make sure that, for one, it's not going to be a bust because it's just too expensive and we can't charge more than right. that certain amount of money. We have a lot of different ways of bringing in talent. Now we've developed a lot of contacts and just from booking people, whether it was in Manhattan or now in Staten Island for so many years, we get access to a lot of different rappers, hip-hop, house music DJs, everything. So we read through it, see who do we think would work, when it would work, where it would work, and then we try to place them in. But we're always thinking of new people and new acts to bring in. I go to Richmond Public a lot. Okay. And the thing I love about Richmond Public is you go order out, you get, the, you have the bar, you're doing the nightlife. We've had corporate events there with the and executive it works. club. Yeah, it works. It's, it works. It's so versatile. You could do so many different things there. The bloody mm-hmm. A nice lunch place. Bloodies are great. Hell yeah. I love the, the, they the, chick, the chicken, ranch, baking salad. Like when I'm trying to be healthy. Chicken, bacon, avocado. Yes, that one. Just trying to it has be healthy. avocado doesn't mean it's healthy. It's still, it's, it sounds healthy. It's, it sounds healthy. It's, it's really, really good. <laughs> but, but it's very versatile. And then it's all your properties are versatile. We went to the SIEDC, the Cypress. You have that back little room, almost like yeah. gorgeous in there. And again, versatile, right? You can have dinner, have a band in there, or do a corporate event. No, so we try to... That's, we plan that out. We try to make them versatile because it's just different ways to make money, honestly. It's, you have to have different revenue streams. You can't be the club every night of the week. No, and you can't just be a family restaurant. Unfortunately, in some ways you can, but it's tough when you have a big space. Like Richmond Republic is 7,000 square feet. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, we have to yeah. offset it a little bit. 
Do you have a favorite and why? Which one means the most? Oh. That's um, like asking what's your favorite child. It is, but uh, you all of us have it. I only have one kid, so I'm easy. But you guys have <laughs> it. <that's> a- <laughs> The question is which one gives me the least amount of headaches. There you go. No, district is when it was obviously was play. So for me, that location. That was the founding. That was the foundation. Yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like I, I mean, my, my, my daughter's 14. She was, I had her christening there. So. That's crazy. Yeah. I, it's, it, I've seen my brothers grow up there. They work there as little kids. Now they're partners in the business. So it's that place to me, it hits home. You you rebranded that during COVID, right? Yeah. Because I didn't have to. A lot of people say, why? I just, I've. Honestly, I saw a change in just the way like the younger generation was, especially with bands. I feel like they're going more towards house music, festivals, big parties. And I felt like this, the bar scene on Staten Island was starting to change. The place was beat up. Like I said, I've been there 13 years, so I felt like it needed a renovation, but I wasn't going to, it was a good business. The business was fine. Right. So to close really didn't make sense until COVID. And then when it got shot, shut down, you had no choice. I, I, yeah. You might as well. So I said, this is a perfect opportunity. Right. And I thought I'd be open in two months. I didn't realize I was going to be two World years. Shut down. Yeah. I, think I, rem- I remember when you first opened that like, you had the huge outdoors. Yeah. So that I remember seeing the that. outdoor space is it phenomenal helped. back then. And, yeah. and I'll tell you the truth. If I still say if I didn't renovate during COVID, I really don't think play would have. I think it would have had a tough time through COVID because okay. play didn't sell any food. We right. were really just a, a nightlife bar. And really, you couldn't do nightlife in co- during COVID. So yeah. actually, it was like a blessing in disguise, knock on wood, that we did make that change because we were able to get families in and an older clientele, and we still do now to this day. So it definitely was a great decision. And the Silver Fox, remember? Still have, the, have a jacket Where, hanging. What's the Silver 60 years old. That's, right? what, it's, that's what it started as. Oh, I'm out of Dale, born and raised. So that's, that's, yeah, it I was know. the Silver Fox. I probably would think, just don't remember it. It was weird. I used to try to get in when I was like 13. Yeah, so I think it's like, I'll just, just buy the place if you won't yeah. let me in. <laughs> but the one thing you do, and we talk about social media too, is so you're advertising on all these places and you're doing play, you, district, Richmond Republic, and then you have the pizza parlor. And Which no you, one thought I would be able to pull off. And you're pulling off. And I never and, thought Angelo would give it to you. I never thought he would either. I never, the guy that owned it, Angelo, oh, Angelo and Mimo. Great I guys. had one of my first dates there. I was what, like 12 years old. Is it part of Mimo's? No, they're separate. But even there, like, you're the one on Facebook. Hey, $20 half trays. And again, thought outside the box and realized a way to push catering. And I order from there all the time, catering, New Year's Eve. It's all, every time we order, people love it. And awesome. you, you, and But you yourself are out on social media, on the groups, in the in, in all there, getting the message out. Like, you own nine, ten restaurants, and you're still out there and letting people know, hey, $20 special on this today. And, <laughs> but he's and, also answering the comments, which yes. is something you do really well. So not a lot of... I there's try. Only, there's only a few of you that own multiple properties on the island, and not everyone is as involved. So why do you feel it's so important? Obviously, we know it's important. But why do you take the time? You what really do you mean, just to be more involved? Just to be more involved on social and listen and, and answer questions. And you got someone who complained that the pizza came a little burnt. Yeah. But you're there, and you answer. And there is value. I feel it's extremely important. I really do, especially on Staten Island, because everything... Reputation you know, management. Everybody's going to talk. Yeah, reputation. And uh, listen, I also, I feel genuinely that I think that most people, although there are nasty comments and they say stupid, some silly things once in a while, I think most people at the end of the day, if you treat them like a human, explain to them the situation, because things happen. It's not a person. Listen, there's problems. Most of the time, if it's said the right way, situations are resolved. I'm not going to be the owner that 
talks back to a customer <laughs> or tells them we don't need your business. It's just not. We've seen examples of that. It's not my. It's just right. not my style. Well, it's just that ends. That always ends in disaster. Right. Yeah. Well, never yeah, I, I don't thing. feel and the restaurant closes down. Never a good thing. But every business is going to make a mistake. I'm going to make a mistake. I'm going to have a client mag. Of course. You're going to make a mistake. We're all going to do it. It's how you manage that mistake. Fix it is what really makes you a successful exactly. business owner. And some people are not going to be happy. You just can, they're never going to be you're happy. You're never going to make 100% of the people but happy. But even, knowing, even they knowing that you took the time to answer them still satisfies that person. Well, even if they're still annoyed. Not really. Could, Sometimes. Most I times can't it satisfies the person. It's going to satisfy the other people. He, you might not satisfy the person who left the original comment. You may never make them happy. But the other 150 people who came and saw you try, I'm going to say he tried to do the right thing. We always try, I yeah. always try to do the right thing. Honestly, that's, again, that's just the way I was raised, and that's the way I feel I, we should run our businesses. Like, who has the time to go on Facebook right. well, to say my thing. pizza right. had a lot of flop <laughs> or it's burnt? But as Call a the business owner, too, though, as a business owner, it's hard for people to get out of their comfort zone, their lane. You own a restaurant. A lot of the restaurants on the island have people in the kitchen that they're the owners right. or they're behind the bar, and they're, they don't have time to do it, or they can't. They don't have the mental capacity or the, Juggle the ability it. to communicate it well, or they see it, they catch it on a bad day. They I had a terrible day in the kitchen and they come out and see something and that's it. I think a lot of people, when they see somebody like me or some of the other guys that own multiple restaurants, they don't understand it because they have that like old school mentality of, oh, I own a pizzeria. I have to make the pizza. Nobody else can make it as good as me. And listen, I respect that because obviously that's how we were raised from the old school way, I would say old school generation. But that's to me is just not the way to run businesses anymore. And I sit back a little i'm not gonna make i don't cook i'm not a chef but me managing this overlooking the social media and the reviews i get the daily i get review updates constantly and i'm on top of it and that's the one way that i can manage my businesses without sitting in the kitchen 15 hours a day talk about giving back so one of the recurring <clears throat> themes that that come up on the show all the time is people and brands and companies make their mark in staten island because they're always involved in nonprofits, or they're always giving back or they're mm -hmm. always you do a ton of stuff. So talk about what you do, what organizations you're affiliated with, and what got you into doing those things. I know you've done a ton of stuff in Annadale. I know you do stuff all over the island. Talk about some of the organizations and why nonprofit and charity work is important to you. Honestly, charity work is one of the other things that I enjoy about the business because you do get to see results, and it's a, it's rewarding to me to see, especially when we do, let's say we have, we've done like fundraisers for young, young can cancer patients where I physically see the person and I'm able to do this event for him or her and hand them a check for whatever, $10,000, whatever it is, whatever we raised. And you have the family come over and shake your hand. Or when you had the two police officers that were shot and killed, like maybe it was eight years ago, and uh, we were one of the only places to do any, no one yeah. wanted to touch the situation right. at that point. It was very touchy. And I was like the first one, no, we have to do something for these guys. And their family came. I... They're not from Staten Island. I don't. So that that was really rewarding for me. And that whole again. So we we honestly never say no to any charity. Everyone that calls or emails or asks me for a gift certificate, a donation, we say yes to everyone. I think I also think it's really important to be just to help out your community. It's our it's where we live. It's where I'm raising my kids. I live here. I've been here since I'm a kid. And hopefully, I don't think I'm leaving anytime soon. No, we'll your see. current theme. And you right put the here, box over here next right to me. Right here. We don't ever say no. So all nonprofits, <laughs> you're going to yeah. be good. That's going to be the real. Anytime thing. Anthony calls, we, he's oh, the yeah, only I one am, that we give him a hard time. I abuse him. I'm like, call him. Here's what you got to do. You got to deliver 900 pizzas for me in four hours. <laughs> what? 
yeah, you can do it. Don't worry about it. He hung up the phone. He's like, yeah, we got it. Don't worry. So that's when we did the campaign with St. Joe's where all the kids from St. Joseph by the Sea who got accepted oh, you uh, last pizzas, year and right? the year before, not only did they get their acceptance letter, they all got a pizza with a scannable QR code and a welcome video that they delivered all over the island and into Brooklyn. That's now, awesome. When you're doing but, the- but that was really yeah, the conversation. His idea, he's, but it worked. He's like, ah, Mike, you can do it. Are you getting Half on? hour later, he goes, we can do it. Go. Just go talk to my brother. We'll get it done. <laughs> and they got it done. On time. Perfect. On the registration, do you have if they're lactose intolerant? No, you're just mailing everyone. We're not, we're not, everyone's getting a pizza. pizza. So we were able to we were able to link with him, and it was both pizza parlors. It's north and south. North and south. And you had to deliver them too. They do, they I made did, them yeah, deliver. But, you know, but you, 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 you made them deliver. You made them deliver. Anthony Yes. How do you plot that out? Very strategically, his brother took well, care of the whole thing. Yeah. They got it all done. They got it all done on time. They even traveled over the bridge to get some kids who were accepted to the school in Brooklyn. Seamless. That takes a lot. And that was, of that was so a that's box truck of pizzas. That's why when he says, uh, when you call him, he gets it done. I called him, he got it done. I think we should just do that again. I think that was fun. We did it last year. <laughs> give, yeah, him less, did it give him less. He though. did it. We're going to see this year what we do. This year we might go with Krispy Kreme. Maybe I'm you sorry. should. Well, really? I don't, know. I don't know. They want something different. Oh, they want we'll something see. different. No, 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 no complaints. It's just now. Krispy Kreme can't get it delivered. He can. You can sub it through. That's the trick. Maybe we'll talk to him. I'm helping. We'll talk to Eddie at Country Donuts. Let's see what he wants to do. Uh, listen, we uh, there's something fun. Yeah, it's got it's got to stand out. We talk about that guy all the time, and he's never been on the show. He's elusive. <laughs> he's like a shadow. Do you guys talk about me too? All the time. I talk about you really? all the time. Not good? in a good way though. All good. I don't think I've ever heard any complaints about you, honestly. Really? Oh. Yeah. And I'm like, I grew up in Chicago. Moved no in one complained Oak. in Chicago about you. Yeah. No. My fiance's from Chicago. Really? There you go. Tell you met Dan Ryan today. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Then she'll go, <laughs> she's gonna go. All right. Oh, she probably heard Dan. Oh, Dan on the street. Oh yeah, Dan on the street. We're about to meet. Wow. It's the expressway. That was the great. Expressway named after my grandfather out there. It's like one of the main roads. Oh in the really? City. Yeah. Okay. I love Chicago. I've been there many times. It's a good town. Next time you go there, just say I know Dan Ryan. See what happens. <laughs> but good things. Hop shop. All the restaurants. It was always I heard about them. Come out here. We, my wife and I met twenty years ago, and I'd hear from all her friends like as it was building up over the years, like different places. Come. And then when I moved here, I actually found out that it's all from one one mind, right? Like one mindset, one one group. And it's fascinating because a lot of people really you can't people can't rebrand themselves individually into individual experiences and things like that in other boroughs. I don't think. I think it's unique to you, Staten Island. There's a couple different guys like Julian has the different models of businesses and things like that. But I think what you're doing is really great. It's impressive. Thank you. We appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Is Manhattan hard now that you, because you got most of your bases down and now just throwing one out there? Uh, honestly, it's not because it's the same problems, but just a lot more money, obviously. But harder to get to, especially if you're oh, running. If, if, I'm not physically there a lot. My partner's there. They're running. Yeah, I'm, I'm only really a small involvement there, but we want to expand in Manhattan. I, listen, I'm, I love New York. I'm a New Yorker. I'm not moving to Florida or Miami. I like it here. For me, growing up in Brooklyn and Staten Island, it's this is my home and this is what I know. So we got maybe Jersey. Three of us that definitely want to stay. You want to stay in Staten? I'm, st- I'm never He's going, going to Chicago. I, I moved here, man. This is it. I don't this even want to go to Jersey. I'm happy. You moved here. here for love. Yeah, I moved here. I mean, for school. Listen, everyone hates on Staten Island. Honestly, it's really not that bad. It's not. I, I think it's the know? best. I think they, it's a great place. I love Staten. Do I uh, wish I could get the size house and backyard from Freehold here? Of yes. course. Oh yeah. That's but, the only thing I don't yeah, like about. I, it. But I love it here. I'm staying here for a Stan Island's been good to me. 
what, what, where else are you going to go? Raise kids, have friends. What are you going to do? I don't know. I told you. Like, Carrie and I were living on 72nd Street. In Brooklyn? Or? No, in Manhattan. Oh. We're on 72nd and Columbus, <clears throat> so 750-square-foot apartment. When you'd open up the oven, you'd hit the opposite wall. <laughs> so you couldn't actually like, you know, slide it. No barbecue, no pool, no nothing. nothing. Put the pizza in the toaster. <laughs> like this. Slide it in there. That's pretty much how it worked. <laughs> That, like, I can never live in Manhattan, never in my life. I did it when I was at NYU. It was... No, you didn't. We was, went through this. Your, I, pa- your parents drove you back and forth to <laughs> NYU. You day. never took a bus or train once. All that's true. But I had an apartment in the city. And you still made them drive was you back and forth? Was it an apartment or was it a dorm? They, it was a dorm. They, listen. Did he ever tell you that? They did. Listen, they drove me because they enjoyed it. My mother never worked. <laughs> Hold on. My mother never worked and my father was retired. So the only thing they would do was on a Sunday night after I'd worked at Angelina's or whatever I worked at, they would get You worked in. at Angelina's? Was, I worked at, yeah. I worked at Angelina's. I worked at... Uh, what were you? Campania. Like a waiter? Or I was a waiter, boy. and then I ran the circus. I ran Vinny's first circus, the backyard. I used to call it the circus, the tent. <laughs> but I started with them in, in Annandale. I started with them when they were by you. I valeted there when I was a kid. But then, and then your company became the valet company, right? Right, yeah. That's it. So I don't know how we didn't know each other when we were younger. We probably did. Any, yeah, but but was, his parents enjoyed driving him back and forth. They, my father wanted to get out of the house and get away from my mother. So he would take me to the back and forth to school. It was only 45 <laughs> minutes. And then my mother started to come with him, and that annoyed him. So now he was stuck in the car with me and my mother. So it, was like, it didn't work out that way. <laughs> we'll, bring it in, we'll bring it in a little bit because we're talking about a lot of different things. Talk about all the different brands, all the messages. What platforms are you using now? What are you seeing that's working? And then do you, not everything's a hit, right? So <clears throat> what are you seeing that's working? What, what's not working? What do you think you need... A little tweaking on. It's funny that you asked that because I feel that the whole social media is changing. It's completely changed from a couple of years ago. I actually feel in a way that a lot of the old school ways are coming back. Flyers, right. yeah. printed banners, things that we billboards? said. Ne- billboards. Oh, I hate billboards. God. I hate them too. I'll tell you later uh, listen, why I hate them. If you asked me three years ago if this was going to happen, I would have said, no way. You're gonna Those companies would be out of business. Billboard companies right. and sign companies. But I do feel it's coming back. Now, I also think that things like this are really the next wave. You have to have video content, podcasts, social media, brand ambassadors, and stuff like that. You, you need the, just posting pictures and flyers on, on social media. Is, it's over. It's done. it's done. It's too oversaturated. It doesn't work. Again, talking about like Hop Shop. When I remember when we first opened up Hop Shop or Pizza Paw, we would post a cool burger on Monday morning. And my brother would call me at night and be like, Calm, what did you post on social media? We got 100 orders for the Mario and Luigi burger, right. or whatever it is. And that's how viral things would go. That's completely gone. That's not happening anymore. Videos, video content. And honestly, Facebook is back. Really? Okay, so you're yeah. back. You're well, back I'm a big Facebook. Facebook. Depends I'm on a your Facebook demographic. Guy. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm just curious. Right? Yeah. 20, like 25 and under, they're not on Facebook. So but, you, are you on TikTok? Are you leveraging TikTok? just joined TikTok today. Okay. Me, right. me myself. Well, so, what about the brands? The brands are. Yeah. Okay. And are they doing well on TikTok? Are you yeah. seeing that they're getting yeah. better reach, more likes, a lot? Yes. I think TikTok is great. Instagram is still great. It's just the way that you use it. You can't, again, if people are still posting those pictures and flyers, <coughs> it's a waste of time. You on X? I'm not. On Twitter, you mean? <laughs> I actually am, but I don't go on it. <laughs> I I'm, a big, about, I'm a big Elon Musk guy. Oh, so, uh, yeah? Yes. But talk about destroying a brand. Like, you, you, just, so? just, you can't just change. But everybody's talking about well, it. Well, everyone's talking about it. However, Facebook a, has the trademark. Mega has the trademark for X. So oh, That's interesting. <laughs> they have the trademark for X when it's related to entertainment and social media. 
So there's, this could turn into a huge like lawsuit, but they're going to see if they're going to play that. And don't forget, they're going to fight each other too. Well, Zuckerberg, they should Musk. just go. Microsoft has the trademark for X too, the Xbox. That makes so sense. like you and oh, really? and then I read an article today. <laughs> they just took the handle from the guy who had X. There was a guy who's had the X handle for 18 years. He just took it away. He, and they basically he got an email from support. You're no longer at the X handle. We're moving you to X one two three four five six seven eight nine. I think eight seven six five, and we'll move all your content. <laughs> so like just took the guy and tech, if you read the terms. They can do whatever they, they want. They can do whatever they want. So what does that mean? Don't piss off Elon Musk. Yeah, so That's really all it comes down to. But it, you can't just rebrand like that. Rip and rip. He can, he did. It's not going too well. But we're talking about it. You it's are. a topic of conversation. All right, there you go. But I'm still don't, not going. Don't to. count him out. Yeah, oh, right. I don't count him out. He's a smart man. So before, before we wrap it up, you have nine properties. So tell us, <laughs> tell people who are watching and listening where they can learn more about all the properties. And where you want them to follow you on social. Because I think we have about 10 minutes left on the show. So you might be able to fit, fit all of the properties in. Where could you find them? Movementmanagement.com. Well, it's actually movementmgmt.com. We just launched it about maybe two months ago. But on there, we have all our locations, all the different events and different specials and stuff that's going on. Or you could check out us on social media, the websites. Obviously, this podcast, M2 Podcast. <laughs> no, I'm laughing out, guys. You're naming things. I'm, we're going to be putting the titles <laughs> yeah, right here. The titles we're right we're going to work yeah, our okay. way down. So, yeah, on, on all the different locations, social media. But the main, or you could actually check out Movement Management social media, which is now where we're trying to brand everything. So that's going to be the hub. That's the hub. So yeah. we want everybody to go there. Which, Follow them at Movement Management. That yeah, that's the that. new. Support that's, that. We've always had that. That's been just a corporate name of the business. But... We just kind of launched it as its own business now. So we're actually like the Yacht Party was a movement management production. Nice. So we're going to branch out and do, we actually did Paradise Island. Okay, with, there you go. As movement management. Okay. Well, because again, I have my nightlife background as a promoter and right. everything that I've done my whole life. So I still enjoy that. And that's what we're going to utilize movement management for. We might do something in Manhattan or maybe a weekend in Miami or Atlantic City, and that'll be done through movement. We're included for free, all of that. You, just you that. guys are in. We're in no matter what. Do you still have the rental car company? or that's... No. Oh, so no more Lamborghini we were going to get for free? No. You couldn't get them a couple of months I ago? I remember that. I forgot that. That was a COVID thing. That was a COVID yeah, thing? it worked. I mean, it worked out for a few, for maybe a year. And you had the car wash, too, at some point, too, right? Yeah. Keeping, Didn't work. Kept keeping local. No car wash <laughs> is going to work there. No. We tried. <laughs> you try it. That's it. I, you try it. Works. Mobile car washes work. Yeah. If you just find a guy that actually, I've had so many that mobile car up. washes, just shows up. Right, don't I don't know up. how many I tell him. Like, look, I want a car wash every week. Top notch. If it's going to, nope. He doesn't they failed up. me too. Star Mobile. I'll try them. Are they He's good? good? I used them because tonight. Because that's the He's whole thing I want. I said, I want to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I want you to come every week. If it's going to rain, text me and say, hey, Mike. And I said, I don't want to be the one to initiate you. Just text me, Mike. Hey. We're going to be around the, on Saturday. Can we get you this time? It's not going to rain. Perfect. Yes, come. They all fail. Everyone that I've had, they just disappear. And you, and I'm tipping. Hey, I'm doing, you, paying them. You pay a lot more. You're just yeah, of driving. Course. Tipping them well. And you're like, what? Your money's no good. It's just, no, it's just the problem is. It's such a pathetic problem. <laughs> this, <laughs> it's a Staten Island problem. This is a first world Staten yeah, Island first problem. Island problem. Yeah. <laughs> right. Someone's got to wash a $175,000 car. He can't do it. Are you like, kidding me? What did you want to go for? What's, what is it? I'm not discussing that. Wait, hold on. We're going to throw cars around? Got How many you got and what are they called? Go. Tesla. I got the uh, the Model X Plaid, which is honestly, it's my favorite. I love it. It's so fast. 
And I have the. That's why he likes Elon Musk. That's, and I actually have the Model Y too. Do so. you? Yeah. I have. A, I went electric. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I went a real car though. Wow. Here we go. <laughs> Audi e-tron GT. Nice. So the, no, the, do you the, the, the car self-drive. I actually did it for the first time yesterday. Can you do it in New York now? That had to be weird. It wasn't. I only did it for maybe five minutes, and I was in traffic, so it wasn't really. But it was cool, honestly. (laughs) In New York, it really was. It's like the self-driving now in New York. I think if if the car did it, it did. Yeah, I don't. I didn't subscribe to the full self-driving. Okay, I might do it and just try it. Pay for it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If he buys it, right? And then sells you the car, all the features go away. You have to repay and subscribe. Well, have to yeah. money. That makes sense. Well, now they're doing it for two, I think it's two ninety nine a month, and you have the full self drive. You don't $2 have $2.99 or no, $299? $300 a month to self drive. Well, 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 it's either that or I think it's $15,000. What do you pay a guy to drive you around? However, but it doesn't work if you're drunk because you have to be in the point of it. You have to be in the driver's seat. What are we doing? have to be in the driver's seat so yeah. you can't i'll never right, get tested. in order because technically you could be drunk but you can't be in that driver's seat even if the car self-driving my yukon serves me well does it Love you sleep Yukon's. nice right I, in the back don't matter yukon's perfect i don't need a tesla <laughs> I don't need a whatever the hell you got. No, they make. I love, love like when it's raining on the Tesla. You literally tell the car to come to you. It comes, picks you up at the front door of the mall. I love it. Yo, they're nice cars. It's what quick. do you got, Dan? I got the Yukon. Yeah. What do you have? I have a Kia. There you go. See? <laughs> and it, it gets us around. I literally, I sold my car so we could buy a house in the Pocono. Reeling it back in from Elon Musk and whatever Voltron car. Ultron. You, Ultron car you, walk, you got. Words of wisdom, tips, parting advice for anyone listening or watching that is either already a fully blown business or looking to create a business or tips, tricks, anything. You've been in it for a long time. <clears throat> it's the thing that you always hear. Just keep working hard. Don't give up. And honestly, every podcast I watch, someone says that. Right. But it's the truth. And like you said, the car wash, it didn't work out, but I didn't. We took the loss and we moved on. If Listen, you don't we, try. Yeah, we've opened businesses that we opened up the Pizza Parlor North and we took the space next to it, which was a dry cleaner. We made it the Parlor Restaurant. And I had my reservations about it because I thought people would just assume it's a pizzeria. And that's what happened. We kept the pizzeria open. We shut down the restaurant. We rebranded it into Fava, which just opened two months ago. And so far, it's been really well. It's a Mediterranean concept. Again, just be creative. Be Just keep working hard. Love what you do because I say it all the time. I feel like I don't work. Right. I, I really don't. I actually enjoy it. Even the stress and the aggravation, it's, I don't mind it. It's motivating. It keeps you going. My wife says I've I always work done either. It. Well, I think what, what, you know well, too. what you do well is like you're honest with yourself. You don't keep forcing it until it's <coughs> dead. I know someone who did pivot. That. I agree. That's a, actually a big thing because, yeah, you got to pivot. You can't. I don't think. I think sometimes you have to be honest with yourself and say, "Hey, this it's not working." Hey, I shouldn't take the pizza oven out of my restaurant. Oh, call my nose. There was way more problems than the pizza this oven, guy. bro. It don't matter. <laughs> I was being. It's all right. Listen, but you make a mistake, and I'm and I have no. But qualms if you can't try, you're right. gonna never know. And now I know. And when, I never and when you do fall and you get up, when you break a bone, they're stronger. Yeah, listen. You have to. Do no it. skin off my back. I'm fine with it. You don't win the lot. If you don't try, we're gonna put just all these up here. Whatever those are called. All these quotes. Call bing bing. Carmine, thanks for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you here. It's really interesting to to hear your insights into all the businesses. People can find you at Movement Management, correct? Yeah. And I'm Dan Ryan with Stand Island Media Group. Anthony Rapp with PR Decision. Mike Bloomfield, Tech and Geek. And that's a wrap.